You can have one superpower that one makes you. One superpower. Can I just have the superpower to absorb other superpowers? <laughs> Whoa, wow. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Hey guys, how you doing? On this week's episode, I've got the one and only Chad Bresky. Chad, thanks for coming on. Of course, man. So, where did you start in martial arts? Uh, so, my martial arts started uh, in my freshman year of college. Right. I decided to take a karate class, which ended up actually being Taekwondo. Um, I did one semester of that. My second semester of my freshman year got hooked and kind of went from there. Uh, they also had an Aikido class there, which I then started taking the next year. So all throughout my college career, I was doing Taekwondo and Aikido, and then through them, that's kind of how I got hooked up with all the other arts that we currently do. And where was this? Uh, I went to college in Duluth, Minnesota. When you were there, did you do any training with Drake while you were up there? Yep, that's actually how I got kind of hooked into the college group. So the groups I was training with at college, a former student of Drake's kind of got mixed in with the group a little bit. And so through him, I was introduced to things like Muay Thai and stick work. I don't think he actually called it Kali at the time. He just called it whatever. Yes. And then through that, I found out that he was a former student of Drake's. And so when I was no longer training with that group, I then moved over to Drake's gym. And then from Drake, when I moved back down to the Twin Cities, of course, I started training back at HQ here. At HQ here, indeed. We're just right outside of it. And we're just decompressing after 30 hours of training. Did we do something That's probably like that? about right. <laughs> so what was your driving motivation then to get into martial arts? Was it just to work out or what? Ah, uh, you know, that's a good question. So growing up, uh, my mom always wanted me and my siblings to be active. So for her, it was, you know, well, pick a sport and play a sport. So growing up, I played things like baseball and soccer. But I had always kind of been interested by martial arts, but I knew my mom would never let me do something like that. So when I went off to college and I found out, oh, hey, a martial arts class, let's check it out. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and that was it. (laughs) That was it. Yeah, so you weren't driven by any desire to beat up bullies or anything like that. You know, probably in the back of my mind a little because I'm a geek and a nerd at heart. And so, like, growing up, I I was definitely one of the the kids getting picked on. But, you know, I, I never wanted revenge or anything. But definitely, I suppose there was a little part that's like, well should know how to be able to do something. Exactly. And what, what were you doing your uh, degree in? I have two degrees, actually. Um, wow, I didn't know this. Yeah, I have a uh, Bachelor of Science in Computer Science. Yeah. And I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Graphic Design with a minor in uh, Studio Work. I had no idea. <laughs> no, honestly, this is, a great, this is a great thing about doing this. We talked earlier. It would never come up in everyday conversation. Oh, yeah, because we're always talking martial arts. We're talking martial arts or working out, working out. The, the computer science was first, right? Uh, I did them both uh, concurrently. Right. So kind of what happened was is I went off to college, I got a very minor scholarship for computer science, um, so that's where I started, but I would, used to take art classes in high school and I, I kind of missed that artistic expression, and so I started to take some art classes and I'm like, well, why don't I add graphic design on and then decide down the road which one I wanted. Well, four years into my degrees, I realized I was like three classes away from getting both degrees. So I ended up just going for five years and got both degrees in five years. Wow, geez. Well, I'm sitting here with a Jiu-Jitsu Comics t-shirt with a picture (laughs) of Batman choking out Bane 
and you've got a, a very fetching Darth Vader holding a, a free throat hug sign which as soon as I saw you wearing it I thought it was awesome because like, we're both geeks oh, yeah. and we love geek culture and stuff but I, I didn't know anything about the graphic design was that anything like to lead towards maybe like, graphic novels or doing art in that way or what um, I could try to go that way uh, but what I ended up doing with it is since I had the computer science background as well as uh, I actually do web design and web development right so that's my day job when I'm not here. Yeah. So. And does that give you artistic? A, a little bit. I probably get more, much, much more artistic expression from what we do training than I do in my everyday job. Yeah. Did you think when you started training that you were going to get that? Because it is quite funny because a lot of people don't understand it. It's a real misnomer to most people. And I don't like quoting the Bruce Lee stuff too much, but the the, the, the true expression of self and stuff, mm-hmm. which is, what you know, did you think you were going to get that when you went training first? Uh, you know, when I first started, no. But when I found the Kali group and stuff like that, I realized that, yeah, you can. Because we're definitely much more expression well we, we, we have a, we, you know at the risk of sounding trite we have a much more varied palette oh yeah you know and, and we work in like so many different mediums that's and I'd like your thoughts on this where you have to work first in a collaborative effort to get good mm-hmm. and me personally I, I always say to anyone who trains with me this is going to be completely at odds with whatever you've done before because we will not be testing this for a while you can test it immediately mm-hmm. if you want but I'll, I'll be better than you we'll work together we'll let, it'll be a collaboration between the two of us and then by the time you actually even thought about testing it that's had its day that that was gone that moment never comes back does it mm-hmm. so we are going to touch on it because I think you're one of the best teachers I've, I've ever trained with well, and you, I sir. do mean that <laughs> uh, I, I actually know the first class I ever did with you, can you, do you? Yeah, can no you I don't remember it was, it was uh, Thai boxing you tie back in and you covered a rounds class okay yep, yep. I jumped off I jumped off the plane came in and I was okay because the year before I'd been with Derek Hagland yep. and uh, you know we did the five rounds and myself and Josh Siddiqui me and Sid came off the plane the first time ever did the rounds class and we both looked at each other after and said that was worse than our black belt test <laughs> you know and then you guys were like yeah yeah, yeah that's a Friday night it's what we that's do Friday night. and then obviously train with you and we've talked about this on this trip you were a young man when I met you yes I was ah. it's over 10 years now it's yeah, yeah it's crazy it's, it's about 10 years now yeah yeah that is that is crazy so if we talk about teaching for a second what classes or what do you do at the Carly group so I currently teach the Carly class on Friday nights at the Kali group here. That's currently my only consistent class. Uh, before that, I was teaching Muay Thai. Yes. Um, and basically, when Rick goes out of town for seminars or uh, he's got a family thing that comes up, I'd say I'm covering 50% of his classes. Right. Whatever well, he needs covered, if I can actually cover it, I will. So. Right. So explain to the guys the phase. What I, I, I personally believe that unless you're going to go into the ring, I don't think you need anything more than the phase one class. You know, if you just want to be effective at martial arts and get a workout and hang out with cool people, you don't need any more than that. Single stick, double stick, focus pads, finishing off on tie pads. So what's phase two? So like if you look at phase one, phase one's definitely like our our core, you know, get your mechanics down type phase. Yes. Phase two is uh, what Rick refers to as the sensitivity phase. 
So phase two is using a lot more of our sensitivity drills. So we do a lot of um, what we call the game or the different pummeling drills, like the wrist grabs and the yes. neckties. A lot of the stuff we kind of covered over the um, instructor conference. Um, hubid, lots of hubid. Uh, the shoot float one and two in there, like some tackle defenses, um, some focus mitts. You got rounds are part of that one. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a much more broader look at mi- like taking everything that you're going to mix. Yeah, so broader and deeper. Yeah, there's more depth to it as well. It's, I have to admit, we've done a bit with Rick, and I, I'm, I'm brutal you know, a decade in, and I still look sometimes and go, God, I, I, man, I suck at this, you know? <laughs> uh, and, yeah, at my strengths, I'm okay. And, you know, with the help of Brendan Westwood in the UK, it, you know, we, we are getting there as a country, as an organisation, but we're way, 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 way behind. But I'm considered a bit of a big deal in the UK. <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, Mick's really good. And I'm like, I'll tell you right now, I could take you to a place where I will be the worst guy in the <laughs> room. So what's the secret? Why is there so many awesome world-class and it's not just at the cardi group but uh, you know it's all of the you know santo blend of martial arts i've got a sneaky feeling i know what you're going to say but i'm going to let you go for it what do you think is the common uh you thread? know for me you got to remember that as far as the Inosanto blend and all that goes i'm a cardi group guy i i'm through and through Same with here. rick and like i have instructorships under Inosanto and i have instructorships under rick but to me, it's Rick. I mean, yep. the way he teaches and the things that he pushes, well, not pushes, but the things that he talks about and tries to get across, like if you're actually listening and taking in what he's saying, I think those are the things that make what I've seen much better. Or But it's, yeah, we, yeah, we create a better, more functional, peaceful individuals for a better, more functional, peaceful world. Exactly. And everyone thinks that's a, a cliche, but yeah, I, I do this. My mentality is very similar to Rick's wearing, you just work hard, no whinging, no ego, no crybabies, no pussies. Mm-hmm. And when I've said that, I've had people say, why why are you blaming me for being for being weak and I'm like I'm not saying you're weak I'm saying that you're not strong you've got the choice but it's hard life is hard you know suck it up go out there embrace the suck you know get harder so we were talking about hopefully you coming across to the UK and teaching seminars I would love to yeah, that's yeah. what that's what the plan is. We're trying to expand that. Is that just the fact that you get out there and teach or see the world or what's uh, motivation? I, I've done a f- decent amount of traveling, um, and I do like love to travel. But for me, like I, I love to teach, and if I can give what I have learned to other people, that would be fantastic. Like I really believe in what Rick's method is and the way he does things. So you've seen the manual. Yes, I'm one of the people that probably knows most of that manual uh, better than most and yeah it's there's a couple of reasons for that like uh, Harley um, who I guess you talked to earlier yeah today, Christopher yeah uh, he actually refers to me uh, one of his nicknames for me is the brain the brain because <laughs> <laughs> like he'll come up to me and he might be like oh well what are we talking about here you know so he likes to bounce things off me uh, and then Kurt I don't know if you've yeah, Kurt Cornwell? Yeah, yeah, so Kurt was referring to the way I think and the way I look at these things as an encyclopedia version of... Well, that's, that, you know, <laughs> that's going to lead me on to something because that is the one, thing, the one thing that I got from you straight away when we were training. Bear in mind, I'm 13 years older than you. 
<laughs> right? It doesn't that doesn't stop me and you hanging out together and you us being friends. But most martial artists wouldn't take tutelage from someone younger than them. But with you, when we were first doing the Thai boxing, I can't remember if you had taken your Thai test or you were getting ready for it. When did you take yours? Uh, I got my TBA instructorship in 2000, April 2009. 2009. Actually, it was on my birthday in 2009. Whoa, yeah, <laughs> on that day. <laughs> on that day, I took my Thai test. Yeah, uh, and was Chai I don't think I told anybody <laughs> didn't you? that it was my birthday. Wow. Uh, how, how was that for you? Uh, that was a very uh, challenging test. Um, I had some pretty hard holders. Who held for you? A former training partner of mine held the first round, and then uh, John Aaron's held the second round. Right. And did they kick you a bit? Uh, yes. I was uh, walking around with a cane for the next week after because it was hard to put weight on my left leg. I got kicked so many times in the thigh. Wow. Yeah, I've put this out there because a lot of people that I've spoken to have done the tie test, you know, and a couple of guys in the UK have, have done it as well. And it's tough, eh? Yeah, it's tough. And, you know, it, through the years, you know, depending on who's testing and everything, you know, it kind of varies, but... Uh, I, re I remember there were a lot of people that came up to me after my Thai test, and they're like, dude, you had a hard test. Yes. There's <laughs> no laughing and joking. We just spent a couple of days in the presence of Danny Nosanto, who's one of the nicest, loveliest men on the planet, just wonderful human being, you know? And the only thing I ever hear from Chai is, you are terrible, sir. You are terrible, <laughs> sir. Yeah. You are still terrible. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get you to do it because you do the good voice. Who the one not be knocked out? Say that. <laughs> Go on, please. I'm going to get in trouble for doing this. <laughs> Who the one that never been knocked out? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's yeah. Arjun Chai cares for his students. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, it, it's not like he's doing it out of some you know machismo thing. It's just like Thai boxing is a tough art. If you're mm -hmm. going to do it, do it, and if you're not then great, but just don't pretend to be something you're not, you know? I yeah, I look at it and I go, right, you can do the art. If, you, if you're going to fight, I think definitely. Um, but I still spar pretty heavy, you know? But when you first saw Arjan Chai and you saw Guru Dan, because I look at it and I, I like the yin and yang of it, mm -hmm. first of all. And then secondly, what I like, especially about Arjan Chai's influence, as soon as the Thai boxing came into JKD, there was like an exodus of guys who were doing JKD. They carried on, then they they, they rebranded themselves. You know, do you think that was just because it was just tough? You know, I, I can only speculate because that was before my time when yeah. I joined. Thai boxing was already a part of what MKG did and what the JKD that uh, Guru Nasanto was showing was already part of that. Yeah. So I, I can only speculate as to what it is. Um, my guess is that yeah, I mean, because it's it's a hard art. I mean. If you don't want to work hard, it's tough. It's not the place for you. Yeah. It certainly isn't the place for you. So what's the future hold for you? Uh, you know, I would love to be going around teaching seminars. Uh, that's, you know, personally one thing I would really like. I've thought about possibly opening a school, and that might be something I do down the road. But right now I'm happy just kind of training and teaching at MKG HQ, um, you know, especially filling in for Rick. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, like, for me, one of the things I look at is, like, I'm 34, and a lot of <clears throat> the guys that I see that are still out there doing stuff are older. Yeah. And so I actually worry about the future of the art because 
I think a lot of the younger generation isn't as interested because they're um, they're interested in more like uh, the UFC and things like that. Yes, and so they're they're not really necessarily seeing a lot of that art side, which is the side that I really enjoy. Yes. And so, like, for me, I want to see the art continue, and I almost feel like it's almost my duty being a younger instructor in these different arts to kind of help still promote it as the generations get older. Yes. Well, so. it's very funny you said that, because myself and Rick talked about this at seminars. It's like, even 10 years ago, MMA existed, you know, they trained. But we still got guys coming in of a younger age on girls. And as we've got older, yeah, new guys are coming in, but they're all our age. And a lot of that, down is the fact that they look, they see me staying relatively in shape, still competing, still moving well, and I want some of that. Mm-hmm. Where it's, we need to get the younger generation involved, and also, if we don't, you can't be learning from a guy who's like 103. It, yeah. It's not going to happen. Well, and the other thing is, too, is I think, like, with the internet, people are just kind of going watching these videos, and they're thinking they're understanding it, and they're getting it, but they're, they're not. There is something about actually being in the presence of people that are actually training this and actually seeing the subtleties. Because, I mean, you can watch a video, and you can see, okay, he punched and countered and did this, and then all the guy went down but you're not seeing the angling you're not seeing the zoning like you are you're not seeing the timing correctly yes a lot of that stuff and so there's all these little subtle things that you actually kind of need to be in that 3d perspective right there with them to really see these things and especially if you get your hands on some of these guys you know like you're not necessarily feeling some of those body manipulations and like personally i love that stuff like the sweeping and the off balancing and the zoning like that I love those aspects especially of like the is that, do, you, do you like that more from the Silla or from the Carly uh, well it's in both so yeah but I mean, I mean I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah would you would you uh, right now you know Mal Morney have you, have you tried I've, Mal? I've done some of Mal yeah what do you think uh, I, I like it uh, I fear for the people feeding him <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's and, great and, and, and with Mal it, 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 it's not control on his part it's yep. they they don't know what they're facing yep. so when they do, do do a jab, do a jab, jab and recover, you know, and it's like they leave the jab out too long, and you, that arm's not going to be in that shape for much longer. I, I like his outlook and his approach and his viewpoint towards it as well, which is good. But some of that stuff is devastating. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, and this is going to lead me on to something, right? In the U.S., if you hit somebody with a yeah, you hit somebody in the U.S. in a bar fight with a John L. Sullivan, John Wayne from the Quiet Man Punch. You're going to get into trouble. If there's video footage of you laying a load of war pass on someone, you're going to end up in jail. Oh, yeah. So you're learning an art that you can never... Re- Half three in the morning, someone breaks into your house. You, you, that's about the only time. So what spurs you want to study it? Because it's like learning to play golf, but never going to the range. Or never going out on the links. So what keeps you training? You know, for me, it's, it's a couple of things. Like For me, it's personal development and personal growth. Like, I get so much from the arts I train. MKG is my family. These are, you know, like you said, these are some of the greatest friends I have. You're one of my best friends, I'll see you once a year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, talk, we talk on Facebook and stuff, but it's like, it is bizarre. I've said, I've been saying this after probably the second class I ever took, and I, I was like, I'm ne- I'll never go anywhere else. And yeah, and that's not disparaging to, you know, anywhere. But yeah, apart from... My BJJ coach Neil Simpkin, who's got a very similar approach to Rick, which is you know you know what Rick's like in the JKD world. Everyone got to give each other a hug, and with Rick, you can give him a hug, but you know I think he'd rather you <laughs> shook his hand. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and he's it's, it's very funny because as he gets older, I've seen I've seen the change on him where he 
he is more sentimental. He, you know, he said to me, he goes, I feel like a grandfather and all my kids have come back to see me. And uh, what, he's given, what he's given me personally, I could never, ever repay. You mm -hmm. know, never. Yeah, I said that, I, I told Guru, Guru Dan yesterday, I said 100% of any success I have in martial arts is down to you and Rick. And by extension, 80% of any success I have in life is, I said, you yeah, 20%, I do a little bit of work myself. <laughs> but the rest of it, uh, but it is, it's, it's crazy. You know, we, we're on the cusp of something huge. Once people know that this sort of life exists, who, who do you know in the Cardi group that's so bipolar or having manic depression? And if they are, the training is helping them deal with it. You know, mm -hmm. it's, we, yeah, Glaxo, if Glaxo, Glaxo Smithkline found out what we had, we would be run out of business now. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth because it's a much more holistic way to live your life. It's, it's just unbelievable. And I'm going to finish up, and this is a, throwing it right out random, and only because uh, we're both geeks. If you could have a superpower or be a superhero, who would it be and why? Oh, man. But this um, is a geek thing, right? Oh, yeah, totally a geek thing. Uh, you know, personally, if we're going with superheroes, I think I got to go with Batman. And mostly because he doesn't necessarily have superpowers. He just did all that work himself, and he felt it. He needed to do all that stuff. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought, I, well, I thought Affleck did a great job in the latest Batman movie, Batman vs Superman. The rest of it was pretty awful. Well, apart from Wonder Woman, she was great. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> with Batman, it's funny you said that because it was the Dark Knight Returns graphic novel when it first came out in '85 that got me back into collecting comic books. Mm -hmm. So I used to collect them as a kid, and I've always said the same thing. That the only difference between, between me and Batman is he's done more sit-ups than me. Well, he's got a couple of million dollars more than me as well, but, <laughs> you know, my mum and dad are still alive, so screw you, Batman. So what superpower, then, if it isn't Batman? You can mm. have one superpower that one makes you... superpower. Can I just have the superpower to absorb other superpowers? <laughs> Whoa, wow, that, that sounds like Legion of Super... My superpower I already have. I can mentally undress women. Yeah, I'm trying to work out if I can get some kryptonite to straighten me out on that one. It's killing me. But Chad, thank you so much for your time. Chad is hopefully going to be one of the guys that's going to come over. If you're part of the MKG family in the UK, then you will get to meet Chad because I'm going to get him to come over to the UK and we're going to do a seminar tour anyway. We're going to do that along with Peter Hetrick, Diana Rathborn, Ty Campos, and we're going to sort that out. That's one. And secondly, dude, thanks for all the years of friendship. It's been yeah, great. Thank you, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for taking the time to listen today. You can listen to more shows like this on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is an abrupt audio production. Today's show was produced by Luke Berry. Wow.